For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in the third and final hour of the program here on Wednesday morning. Make sure you stay tuned for South Coast Now coming up in the 9 o'clock hour as Marcus Ferrer and Chris McCarthy will be here and they will have New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell as they do on Wednesdays from midweek with the mayor. And uh, he'll be talking about different things happening in the city and taking your phone calls as well. Until then, though, it's all about us, right? You and me, 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? Not bad. You know, I just uh, wanted to pick a clip from the news that just ran at the at the top of the hour. It was uh, we were talking about fentanyl and uh, the death of that uh, child down in New York City in the Bronx. And um, I just keep thinking, uh, you know, you, you, it's so funny. I say funny. It, it's very strange. You know, fentanyl. If you touch it, you can become sick and actually die pretty much instantly, just touching it. Um, obviously, police are having problems uh, identifying fentanyl and having to put gloves on. Um, if you took a brick of it and threw it into the reservoir, it could be deadly. Um, it, You know, I don't understand why we're not, and maybe the president trying to get a win on his side of the ledger doesn't declare this a weapon of mass destruction because it's, um, you know, it's considered a con- uh, control substance issue because as a drug, but it, but the fact is, is it's so potent. It's not a controlled substance issue. You don't real, you can't control it in normal conditions. Uh, you can't pick it up. You can't, you know, you don't know what it, what it is. You don't know what it's laced in. And, uh, I think that they should be declaring this a weapon of mass destruction, whether they do anything with it, not saying they should run down the, you know, chase, uh, into Mexico or, but, the penalties on this side of the, the, the wall um, or this side of the border should be significantly higher. And um, I, they have to do something because, you know, th- there's so much coming in and there's there's no way to know. I mean, you could pick it up and you wouldn't know it. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think, I think part of the, the problem with it, too, is that 
because I don't know that there's enough education yet for people to realize all of that too. So you're going to have a lot of instances where people are going to encounter it in situations where they had no idea that they might have encountered it. And that's only going to make it seem far even more worse than it is. Because how are you going to guard against it if you don't know what it is that you're supposed to be looking for? You know, at least when, at least when we had concerns about... Um, you know, just as an example, another powdery substance, anthrax, people learned about, okay, if you see a bag of powdery substance sitting there on the, on the counter when you walk into McDonald's, don't touch it. And I don't think that there's been enough of that kind of education for people when it comes to fentanyl. You know, be careful handling this. Like, for example, how many times have we heard stories about people just buying weed from the neighborhood drug dealer and somehow it's laced with that? No, I... Well, I mean, if you want to protect the, you know, people that are, um, you know, in situations that, uh, you know, people that don't, you know, are, are lower down on the scale and are dealing with this stuff all the time because of the neighborhoods they're in, it would seem like declaring it a, you know, substance of mass destruction to start with, which puts it, takes it out of the Homeland Security and, and drug enforcement and moves it into um, DOD as well, the Department of Defense. So all three then would treat it differently. But, um, it, I mean, we should be trying to – I mean, the government is supposed to be protecting people. And we're, what you're saying is there's no passive understanding of it, which I agree, and there's no uh, aggressive campaigns. There's no, you know, uh, TV ads, uh, you know, free, free spots going on talking about it at all. It just sort of exists, and it's killing people. Um, and we hear these tragedies, and, oh, we're off to the next one. But I think it, at some point, you know, they really need to just move it forward and say, look, let's, let's attack, you know, this is beyond a drug. I mean, it, it really is because you can't handle yeah, it's, it. You it's can't. a poison. It's, it's exactly. just a poison. <laughs> so anyway, just a thought. I just figured I'd chime in. I appreciate it. Thank you for the call. Have a great day. You too. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. How you doing? Not bad. Just to jump on the previous caller, uh, is a candidate for president who actually called for that. Uh, one of the men that I was, one of the guys that I was supporting is Will Hurd, former congressman down on the southern border. He's calling to uh, label maybe not just fentanyl, but a lot of the just drug trafficking, weapons of mass destruction. He literally said that I, in one of the, uh, an article or whatever he, uh, that he wrote. But he's, that's, Something specifically that Will Hurd is actually calling for. He's a Republican uh, running for president right now. So mm -hmm. I just figured I'd, I'd jump in and, and give that guy a heads up that there is a candidate actually calling for that. Well, I mean, there's one then at least, but you, you would hope that there would be more people that would pick up the, the call of saying, like, this is this is something that, like I said, it is a poison. It's not, this isn't something that, you know, you look at and you say, well, there's a need for this. There's, there's no need to have this, you know, being added into other substances right and precisely what that other caller was saying that you know it's not controlled you can't control it the fact that if you touch it you you're dying is is incredibly dangerous and somebody can actually use it as a weapon to literally kill mass populations in the united states uh in a concentrated level in a concentrated area you just disperse a, a small amount into the air or into an air duct or anything, and you could kill a massive amount of people. And that, that's one of the reasons why I'm actually supporting uh, Will Hurd for, for, you know, the Republican candidacy. Well, for president itself, but yeah, I jump in. 
let you know no, what's I, going on. I appreciate the information. Thank you. You got it. Have a good one. Right. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, my friend. Hey, as your news department picked up on the shooting last night on Myrtle and Durfee Street, a gentleman was shot four to five times. No, we'll uh, we'll reach out to the police and see what we can get. It's on New Bedford Live and New Bedford Dive. All right. Video and everything. Thank you for the call. Awesome pleasure. And uh, we will take more of your phone calls too, 508-996-0500. Also, your app chat messages on the WBSM app and also your open line voicemails, which again, I do have a special one to play for you before the end of this hour. Uh, Going back for a second, you know, just not, not as dangerous as fentanyl, but when I uh, had my recent incident where I had to go to the hospital and have kidney stone surgery and when I came home they had given me a date so when I went in and I was in pretty significant pain I said you know this is what's happening this is the pain that I'm having they they brought me in right away uh, I think it was helpful that it was you know about 4 a.m. on a Sunday morning I was convinced that that was probably not the best time to go because I figured there's probably like tons of people that go into the hospital overnight on Saturday for all the, you know, different things that happen on a Saturday night. But when I got there, it was uh, very quiet and uh, they they brought me in right away and they said, we're going to give you something to take care of that pain. And I, at that point, I just, I wanted to sleep. I I just wanted to to not feel the pain enough that I could just fall asleep. And I'm thinking they were going to give me, you know, was something with codeine or something. And they said, well, we're going to give you morphine that will take care of that pain right away. And I had never had morphine. They said not to worry. It's not a big amount, nothing, no, no, no real danger in taking it. Uh, unless, you know, if I had had problems with it before and I said, no, I've never had it. So who knows what will happen? And they gave it to me and it took care of the pain immediately. And it was great. I felt no side effects from it. So then when I had the surgery and I came back to my room, you know, into the, I was in the room recovering, I didn't have any pain. Like I wasn't feeling pain except for, you know, when I tried to urinate. And as it turns out, the pain that I was having was because my bladder was full and I couldn't empty it. And nobody thought, at first to suggest, you know, giving me a catheter. So they were just trying to help me deal with the pain. And so over the course of, uh, I don't know, 12 hours, I took two oxys. And I was nervous about taking them. I was like, I don't, I don't want to take them unless I absolutely need to. And they're like, no, this is what we prescribe. We're keeping an eye on you. You know, you don't have to worry about it. There's... And so they gave them to me and I didn't really feel anything from them. I didn't feel any uh, pain relief and I didn't feel any kind of high from it or anything or any kind of whatever it is people are seeking with it. I, I didn't feel it. And then when they sent me home, one of the medications they sent me home with was an oxy-based medication. I don't remember exactly the name of it, but it was an oxy-based medication. And then I was given by the pharmacist a little packet of some solution that when I was done with the medication, any leftover medication, I was supposed to mix with the solution that would like dissolve it and then you can dispose of it and all that kind of stuff. And that's the way that they want you to get rid of these 
oxy drugs. And I was like, well, can't I just bring it to the police station and put it in their medication drop off? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I guess you could do that. But, you know, you could also do this method, too. I haven't done it yet. Uh, I didn't need to take the medication that often. I took it a few times and it didn't really do anything. So I was like, Meh. I was supposed to take it for, again, I'm not trying to gross anybody out, but, you know, it's supposed to help with any pain while urinating. So, and it, it, it didn't really, and I had something else. And so I didn't take them, but I, I do have to mix it down. I was just thinking I would take it and drop it off at the police station or one of those drug drop-offs because now that I'm taking the Manjaro, I have all the uh, all the syringes to bring. I have it in one of those uh, sharps containers. So it's like maybe I can just drop off both at once. But yeah, but that's what they're having you do now rather than have those float around. Because in the old days, I would have just taken those pills and put them in my medicine cabinet and said, yeah, whatever, like this is where medicine goes. And then never, never done anything with them. Or I would have thrown them in the trash. And both of those are, are bad ideas in this day and age that we live in. I remember I got, I had a wisdom teeth surgery. I was telling Chris, Chris and Marcus this the other day. I had wisdom teeth surgery years and years ago. And they gave me Percocets. And I never took any because I never felt any pain. I don't know why, but I just had no pain as a result of the surgery. So I said, I'm, I'm not going to take these. And I just put them in the medicine cabinet. They were in the medicine cabinet. Uh, for months, and then I had everybody come over for a Super Bowl party, and they disappeared after that. So I think that that's the kind of things that they're trying to avoid by having you destroy these drugs. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Kim. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, you know, I was just listening to you. It's funny how things have changed when it comes to all that, the drug thing. First of all, when it comes to opiates, right, mm-hmm. it, t- it takes a lot to be addicted to them. You know, you don't get like one or two, three prescriptions and all of a sudden you're addicted and, you know, you're crawling off the walls and you're buying it off the street and all that. The, pro- the problem is, is that where people ran into problems is where, you know, they were on it for, like, say you had a back surgery or something and you were on it for six months, you know, eight months. Then your body gets used to it and like anything, it just, you know, the effect from taking it the first month, it's not the same effect you would get eight months from then, you know? Yeah, so I you're mean... Taking, you're, you're taking more of it, and your body gets used to it, and then if you try stopping it, your body's calling for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, my my concern is I just don't like to take anything for pain, and unless I absolutely have to. I, I just tough out the pain because then I don't become dependent on something to soften pain when I have it. So for me, yeah. it was about, you know, I'm not going to take it if I can deal with what's going on. Like they gave me acetaminophen with codeine to take for pain when I got home and I never had to take a pill because I didn't feel anything. Right. But there's, I, I, I know people as of today because of all the things that's went on in the last years, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be in pain and they don't want to take it because they're afraid that, Oh gee, I'm going to get addicted, you know? And it's not really like that. You know, um, if, if, if you use medicine the right way, you'll find, it's when you go way beyond and you stay on on anything. It could be high blood pressure medicine. It could be anti-anxiety medication. If you take it for a long time, 
your body gets used to it and it wants it when you take it away. Mm-hmm. But your body don't get used to uh, codeine or morphine or anything like that in two or three, you know, weeks. You know, it probably takes at least three to four months. There's... But then you then you risk the thing that there's people that you know that like the feeling of it and they want it even when they're not addicted to it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the the problem is is some some people just know that they you know they they can't handle pain so they're looking yeah. for something that will eliminate the pain before they even really start to feel it you know what i mean so like like yeah. somebody somebody going through what i went through might say yeah i don't want to feel any pain i don't want to feel any pain give me something that's going to make and even though they're not feeling anything yet they are already asking for something right. because right. they're just so afraid of the pain itself right and the, yeah right there's a lot of people that are like that i'm one of those people like like go to the dentist or something and you know been a while since I've had any kind of uh, root canals or teeth extractions or anything like that. But I, I, I know right when I was in there, I was like, "Hey, am you going to give me something for the pain when I'm done?" You know, yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the first one to say that. You know, I always but, tell, I always tell the doctor, the dentist, whoever, I'm like, the most pain that's going to happen in this room is my terrible jokes. So if uh, <laughs> if you can deal with that's just how I get through everything. But if you can deal with that, then I can deal with the pain that you're going to cause me. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you for the call. No problem. Have a good day. Let's squeeze in one more quick one before I got to take a break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, good morning, Tim. Uh, <laughs> How's it going? I myself. Uh, yeah, I wanted to touch chime on the last uh, caller. No, he's right. It does take a significant amount of time, but what he needs to fa- uh, to get addicted, but what he needs to factor in as well, it really depends on the person. Like, for example, people who have low tolerances for pain, for example, um, the fentanyl becomes like a mental addiction. It's like you feel that pain and you automatically feel as though you need that to to basically not feel the pain. And a lot of it uh, for people with lower tolerances of pain is uh, the mental piece, which, you know, is a factor. And fentanyl, which is strange, is when my uh, wife had a C-section, they gave her fentanyl. It was a fentanyl drip. And they might have told you you got morphine, but I'm... I'm 90% sure they actually gave you fentanyl. Um, and, but the fentanyl that's on the street is a lot different than the fentanyl that you get in the hospital. The fentanyl on the street is created in a lab in China. It's synthetic. So we don't know the chemicals that they're actually putting in uh, the fentanyl on the street that what, what, what we're getting and um, if anybody wants to look it up, the reason why fentanyl, like nothing's going to happen, it's not going away, is it's so lucrative. Fentanyl today is the crack cocaine of the 80s, uh, except it's 10 times, probably 100 times more profitable. And that's what you're seeing in this area, is that it's so easy to conceal, uh, it's so small, and it's so accessible, uh, you know, so... That's what we're seeing in this area. A lot of the violence obviously has to do with gang involvement, but a big part of it is the, is the narcotics trafficking, is the fentanyl that's being sold in this area. It is crazy. Like, a lot of these younger kids are, I mean, look at the other day, 22-year-old, the third time he got arrested with a significant amount. And you just also were talking about how... Um, how easy it is you touch it on your hand and you know you can od 
that uh, that instance, he had it in a baby powder uh, jar. So, like, you know, as an officer, you're going in, you're raiding the house, you're searching, you're looking in this canned powder of formula, there's fentanyl in it, you stick your hand in there, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's, that's what's going on in the streets. And I don't think people really have a good grasp, unless you're... You know, unless you deal with the younger generation, I don't think people have a real grasp about how big of an issue this is. That is true. Yeah, and and, yeah. and it is it is kind of odd how the the drug dealers never accidentally handle it themselves. You know, and they they, but, they never like, oh, let me get some baby powder. Oh no, wait, that's the wrong container. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a serious issue, and like you know, uh, I I I didn't know about uh, that other previous caller called about the presidential candidate that. Um, you know, wanted to make it a weapon of mass destruction. I mean, that is a great idea, a way of fighting it, because it puts it in the forefront. But again, there's so much money being made that I don't think that this is going to go away anytime soon. Sure. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Yep, Have a good day. It. Have a good day. Bye. I got to take a break right here, and you got to get out your uh, WBSM app or get on the computer right now because it's time for your first Win Trump's money, cash code of the day. All right, welcome back in. Caller, we will take you right after the news, so hang on. We'll get to you first, right after we get all the news from Adam Bass. President Biden says the U.S. does not want competition with China to, quote, tip into conflict. Speaking to the U.N. General Assembly on Tuesday, the president said the country is for de-risking, not decoupling from China. Biden said the U.S. will push back on aggression and intimidation, but will stand ready to work with China on issues where progress hinges on common efforts. Biden's comments came as the U.S. attempts to ease tensions with China. Over the weekend, White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan met with Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi. More than 75 current and former American Jewish community leaders are pushing for President Biden to only pursue an Israel-Saudi Arabia normalization agreement that includes a move towards a two-state solution. In an open letter published on Tuesday, the Jewish leaders called for an agreement that includes what they called measures that tangibly advance prospects for a two-state solution and reverses the worrisome trajectory of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. The letter called for stopping Israeli settlement expansion into the West Bank and increasing territorial sovereignty for Palestinians. A new strike deadline has been announced by United Auto Workers President Sean Fain. This is our generation's defining moment, so be ready to stand up. He says if no substantial progress in contract talks have been made by this noon on Friday, they will call on, no, on more local unions to expand their stand-up strike against GM, Ford, and Chrysler owner Stellantis. Currently, the UAW is striking three auto plants, one from each of America's big three. Ford and GM could lose $40 million in profits per week, and even more if the union expands its strike to more plants. And he is also calling against former President Trump visiting the picket lines in Detroit. Mark Mayfield has the story. Trump reportedly plans to meet with auto workers next week instead of attending the second Republican presidential debate. UAW President Sean Fain said every fiber of their union is being poured into fighting the billionaire class and economy that enriches people like Trump at the expense of workers. Fain said we need to stop electing billionaires and millionaires who have no understanding of what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck. The UAW is on strike against the big three U.S. automakers demanding better pay and pension benefits. 
I'm Mark Mayfield. And in sports, the Boston Red Sox were defeated by the Texas Rangers last night, 6-4. The two will wrap up their game series today with the third game at 2.05 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Wednesday is shaping up to be a delightful day with sunshine from start to finish. Temperatures will top out around 75, real pleasant, comfortable, and dry too. For tonight, clear and cool. Look for lows near 50. And for Thursday, pretty much a repeat of today. Plenty of sunshine with a high of 73. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Kelly Bates on New Bedford's News Talk Station. 1420 WBSM. Right now it is 61 degrees in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. want to see Van Morrison. He is performing in Providence at the Providence Performing Arts Center September 22nd and 24th at 7 p.m. Tickets are on sale right now at ppacri.org 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 or by calling 401-421-ARTS A-R-T-S 401-421-ARTS All right, uh, let's uh, um, I am going to jump right in that phone call but before that, very quickly I noticed that um, someone on the WBSM app chat tried to submit the Win Trump's Money code via app chat That's not the way to submit it uh, I don't have any control over the contest so sending me an app chat message with the code doesn't help you any. I cannot enter it for you. You have to go to the button on the app. When you press the button there in the middle that has the money bag that says win Trump's money, press that button. That's going to load up the screen where you can enter in. You just got to scroll down. You find the right box for the 8 a.m. code, and then you type that in there. Plus, there's some other boxes there that you can like us on Facebook and follow us on social media and earn, earn yourself some more entries. But uh, you do not want to submit the code via app chat. That will not help you any. I cannot pick the winners. So 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, it's me again. I, hey, um, you, you know how, like, uh, you know uh, you know little Joe from the Ponderosa. You know, we're back to that again. Okay, you know you know his mom died. The character, lady played his, his mom. Uh, Inga Svensson, Gretchen Krause from uh, from. Vincent. She died on the 27th of July. Oh, I didn't know that, no. And I just thought that would be something, you know, sad, but how often does Gretchen Krauss come up on your daily... Wait. Your, your daily... We don't get to talk about her all that much, no, unfortunately. We, we probably talk more about uh, Renee uh, Abergeois. I forget... Well, Clayton, Renee Clayton. Aber- we, yeah, Clayton, his Renee character Aber- Clayton. Yeah. yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, well, he, just, he just died, too, recently, also. He did, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, Lamone, thanks for the info. I just thought that was kind of nice, you know, what kind of good to share. And I, I appreciate I mean, it. I, I, that, that came from a very great show from, from Pope. But I think that mm-hmm. uh, I was just looking at something really funny is when, when uh, Benson and Krauss pretended to be married. Boy, was that funny. That was a very good episode. I remember that. All <laughs> right. That, thank, thank you, Lamone. I got to hold you there. We, we technically only allow one call per show. Um, but speaking of calls, 
I did get a very special open line voicemail that I wanted to share with all of you. So uh, let's go over here and let's play that for you all right now. Hello, everyone. This is Kate calling in from Hanoi, Vietnam. I'm having a great time out here, but I miss you guys. And I just wanted to say hello to all of our listeners and to Tim and everybody. So keep on listening to WBSM and hopefully I will get to talk to you again soon. Ah, that, of course, is Kate Robinson. And uh, she was uh, emailing me this week. You know, we, were, we were catching up, and she just said she's been wanting to call in, but there are some issues with being able to make phone calls back here. But I said, well, why not send us an open line voicemail? So uh, maybe we'll get some voicemails from Kate now and then that we can play on the show. And then as soon as we can connect with her, we don't, we've got to get this computer over here um, set up again so that we can use Skype and StreamYard and all that kind of stuff so that we can connect with her over there in Vietnam. But great to hear Kate's voice again, right? We miss her, uh, but we know that she's having a lot of fun over there. Currently, she's over there teaching English. So, uh, and not the first WBSM news person to be teaching English in Vietnam after leaving here. Uh, Matt Kamara did the same. I don't know. You might not remember Matt. He was years ago. He worked with me on the weekends. Uh, you may remember if you listen to my Saturday morning show, he was well known for your weekly Kanye West update. He would have a segment of the news on Saturdays where he had the latest Kanye West news. That was at a time when Kanye was in the news pretty much all the time. All right, 508-996-0500. I'm going to be taking a break here in just a moment, but uh, we still have time to get your thoughts. We can talk more about the fentanyl crisis. We can talk more about this Lizzie Borden lawsuit. I am working on a story for WBSM.com and the app that will have more information about that lawsuit but I'm just waiting for those statements to come in from either side and to be able to talk to the, the two sides. So probably later on today, we'll have something from them. But maybe you're thinking to yourself, eh, it's already 8.40 in the morning and I, I need that pick-me-up. I need, you know, I've, I've been up and going for a couple of hours already. I need something to get me through the rest of the morning. Well, that's why you want to stop by Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop. You stop in there. Grab yourself a latte or a cappuccino, a hot chocolate, even just a regular cup of coffee. That's going to perk you up. And you know what? Treat yourself to have one of their delicious fresh baked muffins. Take a few moments, collect your thoughts, catch your breath, and then you'll be ready to go on with the rest of your day. And then maybe later on this afternoon, you need another pick-me-up. Well, they're there for that as well. Whether it be for you or maybe an after-school snack for the kids, you can stop by and get one of their delicious pastries some of their famous rice pudding, or how about a sandwich? Caserla sandwiches, tuna sandwiches, chicken salad sandwiches. You can get them made fresh daily that you can just grab and go, or you can get a container and some of their fresh baked bread, some of their sweet bread, some of their Portuguese bread and pops, and you can make your own sandwiches whenever you want to. And, uh, of course, it is pumpkin season, so they've got pumpkin muffins and pumpkin cheese muffins for you to enjoy, along with all your favorites like corn, blueberry, and more. It is all at Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop for that continental feel, 506 Bolton Street in New Bedford. All right, I do have to take my next break. We'll be back in just a few moments. <laughs>
Welcome back in 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, you can also send in app chat messages via the WBSM app. You can also send in your open line voicemails as well. RJ in New Bedford, I got your app chat. I also got the link uh, that you sent via Facebook as well. I just, um, you know, I'll take a look at it when I'm off the air. But uh, I just wanted to let you know that that came through. Hopefully you were able to get the code for the 8 a.m. hour and get it entered into our Win Trump's Money page at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. If you didn't, don't worry. There's going to be a code every hour for the rest of the day all the way through the 5 p.m. hour, and it's going to be happening every day for you to get a chance to enter to win $100 each hour and to be entered into for the grand prize of $30,000. You want to enter to win that? All you have to do is go to WBSM.com or the app, read about the contest, and it has more of the uh, instructions there, but it's super easy. When you hear the code, you just got to put it in the box that is on that page, and it couldn't be any easier. And congratulations to everybody that has, you know, figured it out, been playing along, been having fun, and getting themselves entered to win. I think you will find that it's very fun. You're already listening to WBSM anyway, right? You're listening all day. You're listening throughout all those hours and beyond. So why not try to enter to win and get rewarded? Speaking of rewarded, there's no rewards for the New England Patriots for moral victories, but I guess we could say that the last couple of games have shown signs that maybe they can get some things together as the season goes on. It certainly makes me feel better knowing that they have a real offensive coordinator running the offense now for the Patriots with Bill O'Brien. So I think you'll start to see that come together. I mean, obviously, there's been a few mistakes, a few turnovers. Those are the kind of things that you expect early in the season that can work themselves out, especially with a Bill Belichick team. But uh, for now, the Patriots get another shot at their first AFC East victory this coming Sunday, September 24th, when they visit the New York Jets. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. That means pregame here on WBSM begins at 10 a.m. And New England Patriots football on WBSM is brought to you by Shooting Supply, Primacare, and D&J Enterprises. So hopefully they'll get their first AFC East win. Uh, I think you should be able to... I mean, the, the, the Jets have been the most memed team, I think, here in the early going of the NFL season. I have seen so many Aaron Rodgers memes and videos, and I, I don't, I feel bad laughing at them all, but they're all so funny. And uh, listen, I guess that when you're the Jets, people just naturally want to dump on you. I guess when you're Aaron Rodgers, people like to dump on Aaron Rodgers for a variety of reasons. But I think that when you put the two of those two things together, yeah, you're ripe for a lot of uh, memes and funny videos coming your way. And I should point out too, by the way, when was the last time the New England Patriots started off 0-2 on the season? Oh yeah, that'd be the year that they won their first Super Bowl, so... Sorry, Jets. Might not be your week this coming Sunday. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Oh, sorry. My fault. My fault. Hello. Hi. It's I, Catherine. I forgot I had to part it down for Lamone, Catherine, and I didn't part it back up. So. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> um, just to, I know you've been talking about other things, but just a quick report um, on the meeting last night for the 
uh, informational meeting for the Charter Commission. Mm-hmm. Um, small group. Um, the speaker was just a little late. He got caught in a traffic jam in, in Fall River. But Well, that, uh, they had a big fire going on at that same time. Probably held him up. Oh. Anybody get hurt? Uh, no, no injuries. It was an abandoned building, so. Oh, well. No firefighters good. hurt. Good. Uh, that's good. I, uh... I saw them walk into a building one time when I was living in Jamaica Plain, uh, just walking into what seemed like just flames. I, um, not that I didn't respect firemen or appreciate them before, but boy, it made a difference when I saw that, too. Uh, tough job. Um, so it was a small group. I don't know if, you know, I mean, it, as it happened, it was the same night as the meeting for the, uh, the sober house uh, at 7. Although uh, Zach Boyer did come in, um, and he stayed for the whole meeting, and then he went to the meeting at the uh, city council uh, chambers. So, um, so what I'm going to, we're going to do is, I mean, the, the speaker Mike Mayoza has offered to speak again at different places. Um, what Paul and I are going to do is put on our Facebook group uh, every so often, not not every day, but every few days maybe, uh, a piece of the Fall River Charter that um, shows what the Home Rule Charter has provided uh, the people of Fall River, that things that we don't have and that we maybe would consider, should consider or would co- might consider um, having in uh, our charter. Sure. So, uh, and we'll see how that goes. Well, I think a lot of people would want the recall provision in there, that's for sure. Yes, that's one thing, yeah, um, just in case. Uh, so that's right. That's absolutely one of them. All right, well, just... Quite a bit about uh, citizen participation, too, that, that we just, we don't have. Um, so we'll see. All right, just remind everybody one more time the name of the Facebook page. Um, it's uh, Yes Charter Commission, New Bedford. All right. Well, thank you okay, so much. Thanks, Tim. Have a good day. You too. And uh, let's take our final break of the morning, and we'll be right back. And that's just about going to do it for the show for today. If you are looking for something delicious to eat tonight, why not head over to the Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Pick up some of their delicious homemade sausage. They make it right there. They also have some other sausages, too, that they they don't make right there, but they make some of it right there for you. You can see it. And, uh, you know, they always say you don't want to know how the sausage is made, but at the butcher shop, of course, you want to know how it's made because they do everything so well over there. You can get celebrity pork chops. You can get their giant chicken wings. You can get some of their delicious codfish. How about those giant lobsters that are in the tank there? Also, sirloin steaks, terrace major. You can get the tomahawk steaks i want to know we're gonna have to ask eric when we talk to him on friday how was that pork tomahawk i want to know how that was that sounded amazing some of the great things that you can get over at the butcher shop plus they have great pre-made meals as well so you can stop in and grab some lunch to go or maybe get some dinner to go and uh and what i like to do is i like to stop in Get some delicious casserole already made, ready to go, and then grab some of Maria's rice pudding for dessert. Why not, right? If you're going to do it, do it right. Go down to the downstairs and get yourself a nice bottle of wine or beer, whatever it is that you like. Pop into the cheese fridge and grab something delicious in there as well. 
as I like to say, they've got everything there from steaks to soccer balls and everything in between. So check out The Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. It is a family-owned business that lives to serve. If you don't see it there on the shelf, just ask Eric. He will get it for you. All right, that's going to do it for me for today. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll have a lot of different things to discuss. Uh, stay tuned for Marcus and Chris with South Coast Now. They'll be talking with Mayor Mitchell in the 11 o'clock hour for midweek with the mayor. Lots of stuff to talk about with the mayor this week. And uh, they will also take your phone calls for him as well at 508-996-0500. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.